Welcome, welcome. This is episode two of Overtime with Dylan Angelo, your weekly sports gambling podcast. Before I dive into championship weekend, I just wanted to thank everyone who took the time to listen to episode one and everyone that reached out and gave some feedback. It is always appreciated. So championship weekend, that was crazy. I mean, I <laughs> I may be alone here based on what I've heard, but apparently everybody else knew the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl. I missed that memo. Um, I, I once again got burned. I think this is, yeah, this is three weeks in a row now, right? So I bet the Raiders, obviously that didn't work out. I bet the Titans, that didn't work out. And I definitely took the Chiefs, minus seven. Didn't work out. So, you know, the interesting thing about this game is it was truly a tale of two halves. Um, you know, first half, I, <laughs> the Chiefs did anything they wanted to. For three possessions, three touchdowns, 21 to three. Uh, Bengals get a score, right? They make it 21-10. Then, you know, when they score, they leave a minute and nine seconds on the clock for Mahomes, and he has two timeouts. So he takes them right down the field, and he gets two shots at the end zone with nine seconds left from the one-yard line, and they come away with no points. Um, you know, I thought there was two points in this game that really determined the way it was going to go, and that was one of them. I mean, anytime you get on the one-yard line, you, you can't not have any points. It's, it's going to come back and get you in the end. And, and sure enough, this was a three-point game in the end, and they didn't even get a field goal out of that. Um, so I definitely think that that was, you know, the slow, the first turn of Cincinnati really taking the momentum and taking this game over because, I mean, the second half, it, was, it wasn't even a contest. Yeah, the, the score was close, but Cincinnati dominated in every phase of football possible in the second half. Um, just to retouch on that final play there, but at the end of the first half, you know, I thought Pat kind of rushed himself and then he saw Tyreek open in the flat real, real quick and just gave it to him and didn't realize that if he got tackled, they didn't have any timeouts. And that's exactly what happened. You know, typically Tyreek makes a man miss, gets to the end zone, but, uh, I think it was Eli Apple who took a lot of, a lot of flack, you know, for getting burned later in the game, but he actually, you know, was the one that came up and made that play. And uh, held them, held them with no points. So, you know, that was that was just the first thing that stuck out in my head. Um, you know, and and Pat Mahomes in the first half, he like he had anything he wanted. He had guys open everywhere, receivers, tight ends, running backs in the flat, and they ran the ball really well with McKinnon. Uh, I thought that was something they got away from in the second half, and I think that that ultimately hurt them. Um, it just was weird to see. You know, Andy Reid is typically somebody who's so methodical in his game plan and he has a he has a way he wants each game to set up and and he has responses to the way things turn I just know that from having him in Philly for so many years I got to like understand the way he would think about games and in the run game though like I remember the for the longest time Eagles fans you know we all would be slamming for Andy Reid to run the ball with Brian Westbrook more and he just, you know, he would always pass a little bit too much or he'd always, you know, never be balanced. And when you have Pat Mahomes, you know, and all those weapons, you don't have to be balanced. But I just thought they completely got away from their game plan and that, and that really hurt them. You know, so some some numbers that stood out to me in the second half, you know, we're going to – I'll dive right in. Pat Mahomes' numbers in the second half, he was 8 for 18 in completions. He, had, he was sacked four times. He had two interceptions. And he had a 12.9 passer rating. Pat Mahomes, the superstar, the best quarterback on the face of the planet, 12.9 and a half of football against a defense that, you know, <laughs> they, they gave up 21 points right away in the first three drives of the game. Like, it just – it was weird. It was, it was like they – it was like – I didn't – I mean, I didn't see Cincinnati really change anything up 
too drastically in their coverages or, or their blitz schemes or anything. It just – it was like Kansas City just – like it, it reminded me – you know, it reminded me of that kid that's so excited to get to the theme park – and then he gets to the theme park and he runs over and he gets himself an ice cream and a soda and a funnel cake. And then he hops right on that roller coaster and he's having a fun time. And then he throws up all over himself and the rest of his day is miserable. It's exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs did to themselves. They literally, for the, basically the, exactly what happened right there. So I don't know. I just, you know, I'm going to give a lot of credit to um, Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals. I think he, you know, I think he has a group of, men, resilient men who truly believe in themselves. Um, and that's, you know, that's impressive. Anytime you're playing with house money, like Cincinnati is, and by house money, I mean, you know, nobody expected them to be there. They didn't expect to be there, you know? So once you're playing with that on your side, it's, it can give you a whole different sense of momentum and mojo. And that I thought, you know, I thought that really showed, especially in the second half, because once Cincinnati felt it, they felt it. You could see it. They were flying around the field. Guys were excited. I mean, it just it looked like they knew they were going to win the game, and that's crazy given you know the 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 situation and the teams you know roster wise what we were looking at. Um, you know, just another you know I said originally there was two plays that stuck out, stuck out to me. The second play that stuck out to me was the defensive tackle B.J. Hill throwing his paw up in the air and snatching the interception. Because, I mean, he, he takes that interception, Cincinnati scores, they tie it 21-21, and since he, gets, since he stops them, they get the ball back, they go 11 plays, 46 yards, chew 6 minutes and 23 seconds off the clock, and take the lead 24-21. And it seemed like that was it. That was the end. But, you know, Mahomes did his thing. He took the Chiefs 49 yards and 14 plays, ate the remaining 6 minutes of the game, and tied it 24-24 to send it to OT. So here we, here we are, right? Hey, Buffalo, how you doing? Here we are. We're back in OT. This is it, right? We've all seen this movie. Chiefs win the coin toss. Mahomes is going to win the game. Well, not so fast. Not this time. Didn't happen. In just 14 seconds, right, on the third play of overtime, Mahomes tries to force one deep, double coverage, Tyreek Hill picked off. Since he literally marches right down the field and the growing legend of Evan McPherson, just the guy steps on the field, boom, wins the game. He was four for four in the championship game four for four I, this kid I'm pretty sure he was on the street halfway through this season and then got signed by the Bengals and then I believe his first game he kicked like a 50 something yard field goal to win the game the first time he put on a football uniform this kid's pretty good and and it's just something you know it's it's an interesting story to follow it's it's easy to get excited about stuff like that I remember you know a lot of people will remember like Kurt Warner's story and he was bagging groceries to a Super Bowl for the Rams it's you know those those types of things are are, are cool to hear but you know just seeing the way seeing the way overtime went um, you know, and, and we were, a lot of people were talking about, yeah, we got to change the rule. It's not fair, but like Cincinnati did what Buffalo couldn't do. They stopped Kansas city. So I don't really, I'm not hearing a lot of the overtime rules suck this week. Why? Because a team learned how to play defense and stop somebody and won the game. Like, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I said it last week and I do agree playoffs overtime, both teams should get a shot at it, but like it's just hard it's hard because I feel like you're taking away some of the credit of the defense but you know I I don't know I I don't know if we see a change I really don't know if we see a change this offseason we could because of the way they want offense 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 but I just I was I mean to say impressed with Cincinnati's defense 
They gave up 21 points on the first three drives of the game, and then they held the Chiefs to three points in the entire second half. I mean, that's just – talk about flipping the script, man. It was it was awesome. And Joe Burrow, man, he just stood in there. And the offensive line, credit to the offensive line. Joe Mixon had a better game. He got downhill late in the game, and Joe Burrow was only sacked one time. He was sacked nine times a week ago. He, you don't make adjustments like that in a week in the NFL. You, you have what you have. What happened was they just played better. They simply – Cincinnati's offensive line showed up. They took some pride in their job. Not saying they didn't before, but they really made sure they, they were there to play the game, to win the game. And I, I thought you saw it. I really did. So, you know, like I said, I was on Chiefs minus seven for my main bet. Lost that. Um, I did have Pat Mahomes over 28 and a half yards rushing. He had 11 yards rushing on the first drive of the game. Didn't get another one. Maybe got three or four just running around late in the game, but missed that one too. So, Overall, yeah, yeah, AFC Championship game sucked for me, but it was it was a fun game to watch, that's for sure. NFC Championship game. Rams won this one 20 to 17, and it was a fantastic game. Bloodbath, actually. Um, I felt like right from the start, you could feel the rivalry, you could feel the um, momentum, you could feel the fans. I, I just this game had so much more, I felt like, than the first game. And the AFC Championship, it was great. You know, Kansas City's always a loud place. It's always rocking. It's one of the loudest stadiums, if not the loudest, at Arrowhead. But I just, I don't know if it was because this was a division rivalry game and, you know, it was round three and the 49ers had won six straight against the Rams coming into it. I don't really know what it was, but it just made this thing feel like there was so much weight. It was, it was an awesome game from start to finish. And, you know, even those first two drives, right? So the Rams have a three-play, six-yard drive, and then the 49ers have a three-play, three-yard drive. It felt like two heavyweights kind of feeling each other out across the ring, kind of getting those few jabs in a little bit, getting their distance down before they started really hammering away at you, right? So we didn't have to wait long either because that third drive, you know, that was really where we saw the Rams' offense click. Uh, It was a 10-play drive, right? They got all the way down there on the goal line, uh, Cooper Cup was open. Matt threw it a little behind him, got tipped, picked off by Jimmy Ward. Um, luckily, they didn't give up any points. The Rams didn't give up any points after that interception. But still, like it, that kind of felt like the first drive where like you could see where the Rams got a little comfortable. You know, They kind of started feeling their offensive flow. They started getting the game plan down. Um, you know, Cam Akers, I don't think he was 100. Obviously, he wasn't 100%. He was a little banged up. I think it was his shoulder, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that was bothering him throughout this game. I just want that kid to get 100%, man. I think if he's 100%, he just opens up that offense so much. I want, I just want him to be healthy for this Super Bowl. Hopefully two weeks will, will get him there. But I just, I think if he's at a full 100%, it's, it's just going to be crazy to watch. Just with the amount of weapons and creativity they have offensively. And we all hear about Sean McVay, boy genius, pre-snap motion. It's almost like he invented it, right? Like, it's just, it's unbelievable what happens when you have an a legit running back in a legit running game and what it can do for an offense that already is has a plethora of weapons so I thought you know that was a that was a key component as the game went on but you know the first touchdown drive we got was a, a really nice drive it kind of got where Stafford really got settled in it was an 18 play 97 yard drive that ticked off about nine minutes, uh, maybe nine and a half minutes off the clock, and he ended it with a 16-yard touchdown pass to Cooper Cup. That was the f- that was the drive where it was like, all right, here we go, game on. 
it's go time, right? So Rams jump up 7-0, 49ers come back. The next drive, Debo breaks off the 44-yard touchdown doing Debo things. So easy to root for that kid, man. He's He is... When he when they showed him crying after the game on the side, they always show guys. You know, we saw Stephon Diggs last year for the Bills watching the Chiefs celebrate. And, you know, they always show guys. I just felt so bad for Debo. Like, literally, it was like, man, if anybody deserved it, it was that dude because he was hurt. I mean, Jimmy was hurt. Jimmy deserved a lot of credit, too, for what he's been playing through and, you know, how strong he's been. And, and you know, he didn't it, listen. It got to him late. It happened, whatever. But those two, man, Debo and Jimmy, those are those are football guys. Those are guys you want in your locker room, you want to play for, you want to have with you. They they'll go to war whether they got one arm or one foot. Doesn't matter. They're just they're there. And and I just you know I just thought Debo like he really he does everything for them. It, it was I, it, that touchdown was awesome. I mean he when he took off, I was sitting there, I was watching the game with my wife, and he took off, and I like sat up on the couch because I was like he's gone. Like they're not getting him. He's gone. It was just, it was awesome, and uh, you know that that tied things at seven, and then we got we had we got fell back into a little bit of a stalemate, you know. Again, it was back and forth a little bit. You know, the Rams missed a field goal, the 49ers took advantage, got the field goal, got up 10-7, you know, at the half. Um, you know, in in the second half, it was really, it just felt like the Rams figured it out defensively, right? It felt like they figured out what to do on the back half, in the front half you know, really helped it. And by front half, I mean D-line, back half, I mean secondary. And, you know, Aaron Donald really started to flex his muscles in the second half. So did Von Miller, especially in the run game. You know, they, San Fran really couldn't get a lot going on the ground like they could. You know, if you if you go back and you look at those first two matchups, you know, I gave you some numbers last week <clears throat> about it, but the Rams, you know, the Rams got dominated both times in the trenches. And it was 31-10 to 10 and 27-24. And this time the Rams flipped the script they dominated in the trenches and I think it really showed you know in the in the second half especially you know and we had another slow start you know uh San Fran up 10-7 right George Kittle snags a 16 yarder gives the the Niners a 17-7 lead and for a second everybody kind of was like wait a minute maybe the Niners just have them Maybe, maybe the Niners just have the Rams number and maybe there's some validity to six straight and maybe there's some validity to oh and two this year you know I I I thought really it kind of started to the wheels in my head started to spin like oh I can already hear it right Matt Stafford's not enough he can't get the job done like I could already hear the the narratives being written and talked about Monday when it was 17 to 7 and you know I thought Stafford responded amazing 75 yards and seven plays Right down, you know, 11-yard score again, the cup, of course. And, you know, you're right in it, 17-14. You know, now your defense starts to play a little better. Now they start to speed things up for Jimmy, and, you know, the pass rush is getting there. And now you're having sure tackling in the run game, and you're just getting a little closer, right? Now you hit the field goal, and then you get another field goal. Now you're up 20-17 to if you're the Rams, and we're on the final drive. Like, it just felt like it progressed so quickly in the second half. And it was, I thought... I just thought the way the game played out, it played out perfectly for the Rams. And, you know, at the end of the game, there was that last play, right? And, and it was the Jimmy play. So Jimmy does his thing. He rolls out. Aaron's right on his ass. Aaron grabs him. He spins him around. As he's going to the ground, he tries to Carson Wentz shovel it to the running back in the flat. Goes over his head. Picked off. Ball game. We're, we'll see you later, right? That's that's kind of a fitting end to Jimmy Garoppolo's San Francisco run, if if I do say so myself. And I do think his run is over. I think he's going to be quarterbacking for another team next year. But I just, 
I just give all the credit to the Rams defense, man. They, they finally, I was begging them last week. I begged them to finish a game. And they finished the game themselves. They didn't, they didn't ask the offense to go down and score. They didn't ask the offense to tie the game or to win it in overtime. They said, thank you, offense. You got us the lead. Now let us close it for you this time. And all that money, all those spent draft picks, all those trades, everything paid off because now you're in the Super Bowl. You know, you picked up, you picked up I think I saw it today, January 30th, you picked up uh, – Matthew Stafford last year, right? In January 30th, you're playing in the Super Bowl uh, literally a year later. And that's, you know, that's a testament to, I said it last week, Les Snead and his aggressive understanding to go win a Super Bowl. You have a window, go do it. You don't, it doesn't matter what your draft picks are in two or three years. If you can go win a Super Bowl, do it. And it's, it's, it's really worth it. And I think it's going to come to fruition here. And, and I'm, I'm not, I'm going to do the Super Bowl next week. So I'm not going to jump into the Super Bowl here on episode two. I'm going to spend a whole episode just on that. But I, uh, I, I got a feeling my heart's telling me to just keep going with Stafford and the Rams. And, and you know, they've been good for me. It's funny. I was telling, I was telling my buddy, you know, I had – I bet th- – I lost three in a row betting against Cincy, and I won three straight betting the Rams, and, and now what do I do? Right now, where do I go? Who, who do I pick? What do I do? But uh, ultimately, man, championship Sunday was awesome. I had uh, I, I gave the the touchdown parlay out last week. It was Cooper Cup to score, Debo to score, and Odell to score. Anybody that followed that, I am I am sorry. Okay, I just want to apologize because I am just as upset as you are. We get Cup right. Cup Cup scores the first touchdown of the game, checks the box. Debo scores the second touchdown of the game, checks the box. Right in the first quarter, right. So what's Odell do? He, you, you, what, he had a quiet game? No! He had nine catches, 113 receiving yards. We just couldn't get the guy in the end zone. I mean, hey, I'm happy for him. He looks happy. He looks healthy. He looks like he's having fun again. And, you know, it's just... It's awesome to see guys when they when they like what they're doing, right? Because you could see the difference in Cleveland, and not to go on a whole Odell thing, but he just didn't look happy in his job. You see, I mean, you see it, right? If you don't if you don't like your job, you don't want to go to it in the morning. If you're happy, you it's like you're just waking up. It doesn't matter if you're working or not. You're 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 happy doing it, and you know it's just cool to see that again. And he's just another aspect that opens up this offense so much. So. I'm going to um I'm going to leave that one there and oh oh yeah 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 well I did have the 49ers plus three and a half. So I I won I hit the the three and a half on the hook which is always nice but I it, it didn't feel the same missing the the Odell touchdown parlay that's for sure. So like I said I'm going to cover the Super Bowl on next week's episode. Uh next week's episode will just strictly be the Super Bowl. Um but some early lines that I've seen Right now, across a few sports books, I've seen Rams at minus four and a half and the over and under set to 49. Now, I thought this over and under was going to open up around maybe 52, 53. Um, 49 is a good number. If it stays under 50, 50 and a half, I'm going to play it because I think we're going to get 50 points in the in the Super Bowl here. Um, So that's just something to look at along the way. If you followed us on Twitter, um, our handle is at overtime with D.A., um, I've been doing daily picks. Right now, we are seven, six, and one in the NHL, uh, three and two in NCAA basketball, and I'm eleven and four in NFL playoffs. Now, NHL—that's uh, my sport. So if you're if you don't know me and you're just following along, I'm I'm a big hockey guy. So hockey will get better, I promise you. 
Um, Saturday, I should have had a day. I, I played three overs, I think, on Saturday. And starting off right, right from the first game of the day, it was Ottawa Senators against the Anaheim Ducks. I think Anaheim missed seven open nets. I mean, just missed, flat out missed. Didn't even hit the post. They hit the backboard. I, I it was horrible. I just couldn't believe it. And then Ottawa, Ottawa. I think if I'm, I don't have the number in front of me. I believe there was about fifty, maybe forty-five to fifty-two total shots in that game, and we got three goals. I mean, that's just, and it's not like it's not like the goalies for Ottawa or Anaheim are are very good either. I mean, we're talking about Anaheim's pretty good. They're exceeding expectations this year, but still that game should have went way over the five and a half. It, it set the marker for the day. That was a 12 o'clock game, 1230 game. And it just, my day was ruined from the start with NHL from, from that first game. So that'll get better. I promise. Um, as far as college basketball, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a, I'm not a big basketball guy. I don't really bet the NBA. I very sparingly bet college basketball. I mainly bet college basketball during March Madness like every other person in the world. But I'm starting to get a little bit more onto college basketball. So as football starts to fade here, I'm going to I'm gonna move into pretty much just hockey and, and NCAA basketball. I might do a couple NBA plays. It's just the NBA is such a shit show to bet. It's just not even worth it, honestly. It, you know, like you got guys that are – sometimes playing sometimes not playing they don't want to play defense the fouls it's just I, I don't don't get me wrong I'm not an NBA hater I just don't like to bet the NBA I'll watch the NBA I'll watch you know I'll watch some superstars play and I like the game but I just betting it is it's like it's like you take a hundred dollar bill put it in front of your face and light it on fire you'll you'll get more out of that than you will losing a bet on on an NBA game I promise you so that's uh that's kind of where the focus is going to move a um, couple things I did want to just put out there because I don't know how, how many people know this. So the NHL is going to go on all-star break here on Thursday, February 3rd until Monday, February 7th because we have the all-star game Saturday, February 5th. Listen, people, if you got nothing going on Saturday and there's nothing to watch, I know there's, a, you know, Saturdays are college basketball full slate days, but throw on some, throw on the all-star game for the NHL because it's fun. It's fast-paced. It's fun. There's a shit ton of goals. It, they do, like, it's just, it's a, it's a whole show, and it's, it's really, it's one of, it reminds me of, like, the MLB All-Star games, right? Like, the Pro Bowl's pretty much faded as of recently. The MLB All-Star game's always good to watch, right? So, I put that up there with it. I'll put my stamp on that. The NHL All-Star game is fun. You'll have fun. Throw a couple bets out there just to do it. You, it it'll be a good time. Also, to Friday night at 7 o'clock on ESPN is the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. That's another fun thing to do on a Friday night. You got nothing going on. Throw it on. Have a few drinks. They do some crazy shit. They do slap shot speeds. They do goals from halfway across the arena. They got guys doing stuff on skates. It's all fun because it's all shit we can't do, right? All us normal people, we can't. I, if you put me on skates, are you kidding me? I don't even I don't even think I could I don't think I could get half a foot on skates but I just like watching it man it's fun it, it's 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 really cool and uh you know for everybody else out there that is interested in the football and and everything going on this weekend we got the Pro Bowl um I will have a play for the Pro Bowl I don't typically love it but we're going to play it because it's on and it's on a Sunday and there's nothing to do and at Sunday at three o'clock so that's what we're rolling with um, so, again, our daily picks are going to be on Twitter, 
every day I'll put two, three, four picks across a couple different games, couple different leagues. Um, again, this is all free, man. You can get everything right at our Twitter account, which is at Overtime with DA. Uh, the I'll post our link to the podcast for episode two. That'll be through Apple Podcasts, and it'll also be on RSS.com. Both links will be posted through the Twitter. Give us a follow. Give us a like. And as always, I appreciate it. Thank you.